Well, hello there, and welcome to Midtown Radio. My name is Randolph J, and over the next 60 minutes together, we are going to be doing a bit of an experiment. Now, what we have lined up for you is a brand new show. This week, we are simply doing what is known as a proof of concept. So we're going to be talking with a, a fine gentleman named Nathan Lee. We're going to be talking about games, online games, board games, and uh, the YouTube process. The show that you're about to hear, as I say, is a proof of concept for what we're calling, this is the current title, it's called The Best of What's Out There. That is our working title. And the premise of the show is uh, enjoying what we love and making the best of what we don't. So perhaps I should explain that. Uh, We're looking at uh, having intimate and interactive chats with familiar friends and interesting strangers about the little things that make life worth living and our strategies for dealing with everything else. Now, as far as the content of this program goes, we're going to be talking with local individuals about the topics that get them excited and stir their passions. It could be bird watching, Formula One racing, it could be anything, and in turn, the guest will do their best to inspire the audience, that's you, to share in that excitement, maybe open doors to a brand new world you never knew was there. Our guests are going to field questions relating to the subject of choice, uh, and it's a subject with which they are deeply familiar and highly invested. Uh, The questions in the future will come from both me and from the online audience. Uh, We may also be discussing some of the more challenging aspects of our daily lives, our pet peeves, our own personal personal life hacks and strategies for dealing with the day-to-day nonsense that we all have to deal with. And the shows are going to include resources and information for those wishing to learn more about the various hobbies and local organizations discussed. And uh, what's going to make this uh, a bit of a challenge for me, I'm, I'm not that familiar with YouTube, but fortunately my first guest, Nathan Lee, is. And uh, after we've, we complete this uh, sample of the program, we're going to be working at putting together uh, a YouTube live stream for future broadcasts. So let me just walk you through how I think that's going to work or how I hope that's going to work. We'll have a guest on in a YouTube live stream in which the guests community and uh, others who are interested can watch the live stream and pose questions in real time to our guests, uh, which they will answer in real time on YouTube. And then we will take from that YouTube live stream, we will crunch the audio down to a proper podcast and uh, broadcast it here on Midtown Radio in a more digestible and edited 60-minute format. So that's the plan. Whether that plan comes to fruition or not depends a lot on, uh, well, it depends a lot on how uh, savvy I am at this technology and uh, whether or not you enjoy it, which I truly hope you do. As I say, this first broadcast is simply a proof of concept, uh, so uh, expect a few uh, bumps and wheezes along the way. But uh, I do appreciate feedback, so if you have any thoughts, any ideas, or any re- recommendations for a future guest, please do let me know. My email is radiorando, that's radiorando at gmail.com. I'm glad to get your thoughts, ideas, questions, comments, concerns. 
concerns, uh, feedback of any kind, and of course your suggestions. Now, you would be right in thinking that while what I'm proposing is not revolutionary in any way, lots of people have done live streams and turned them into podcasts, so I'm really not inventing the wheel, and you are absolutely right in that assessment. However, for me, this is brand new. I've been in radio for some time, but the idea of YouTube live streaming, posting video, this is foreign territory. So I I do appreciate your patience and your guidance in this regard. I'm very lucky to have a lot of friends who have done this sort of thing, including the guest you're about to meet, Nathan Lee. Nathan hosts a program called Legendary Tactics, in which he and his partners uh, go through uh, board games online, and I, I think you're going to enjoy it. Nathan knows his stuff. He's a lot of fun. And again, this is a proof of concept program, so we don't have all of the elements that we will have in the future moving forward. We don't have the live streaming this week, but we will hopefully have that in place for you next week. But we will update you on the details if you go to our Facebook page, which is Mondo Rando. Just look up Mondo Rando on Facebook. You'll find us there. Mondo Rando is also the name of the YouTube channel. So we'll have that ready to go for next week as well. And we'll do the Instagram and the Twitter and everything else that you need to do in these uh, crazy modern times. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with the one and only Nathan Lee. Just going to okay? Sure. Recording is in progress. Okay, you may hear the parrot dancing around in the background. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't let that throw you off. And uh, okay, so we're just going to start. My my friends listening at at home in your cars on your laptops, however you're tuning in, this is a uh, proof of concept right now. I guess is what we would we would call it. Nathan, is that the term sure. you use? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, what I don't know doing, what the concept is, but let's prove it. Well, we have sixty minutes to figure it out, <laughs> and then together we'll have unmasked the uh, proof of concept. All right, so my name is RJ, and uh, this is a new program here on Midtown Radio, in which, and the title we're using, uh, Nathan, I don't know if you like this, we're calling it the best of what's out there. All right, sounds All right. good. Uh, the, the premise of this uh, little spoken word program is that we're chatting with uh, folks who are in and around our, our listening area who are passionate about a particular thing. Uh, and I don't want to say the nerdier the better, but there are a lot of nerds out there. And sure. there are nerds. I, I would be the last person to criticize someone for being a nerd, as you know, Nathan. Yes. But, <laughs> I know that. but, but uh, <laughs> no, we wanted to talk to people who are, who are really interested in, in very specific aspects of culture or science or maths or whatever, whatever field interests you to the point where it is made a nerd out of you for that particular thing. Is that fair yes. to say? Yeah, sure. I'm. I'm sure this concept made it past the focus group, and well, we we were we, how focused they were is really between them and their god. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> but but regardless, here we are. And uh, for those who are listening to us on uh, on purely audio, which is I think everyone, because uh, well, let me let me, you know I'm gonna we're gonna begin again. We're gonna begin again. So I'm gonna try to make more sense. Well, hello, hello, hello. how are you? And welcome that the the cheer you heard in the background, Nathan. That's Virgil. Nathan is familiar with Virgil. For those who are listening right now, welcome to the show. Uh, you may not know Virgil. Virgil is a parrot who uh, who tends to get excited by certain voices, and Nathan has a voice <laughs> that for parrots, I don't know, and I don't know if he likes you or he hates you. I haven't been able to figure that out. Uh, I used to when I was living in Toronto, we used to listen to Jazz FM quite a bit, and Virgil either loved or hated Ralph Ben Murgy. 
Oh. <laughs> and I have no well, idea. Well, he is a very divisive figure. He may be. I don't know Ralph and Mergie. I know that uh, my friend Chantel did a gig with Ralph and Mergie, and she told him that. And I know that some, this was years and years and years ago. So he, he I, I think, expressed an interest in meeting the bird one day to find out once and for all. But it hasn't <laughs> happened yet, Ralph. We'll have to make that uh, our next order of business. But today's first order of business is to welcome you to what is a first uh, att- We're going to call this a, uh, I don't know if we'd call it a proof of concept. Uh, we'll definitely call it a, a soft open, a dry run a, episode an one, an episode zero point five, episode episode proto, yes, <laughs> the pro, proto episode of uh, what is going to be a new chat show here on Midtown Radio that's going to air presumably once a week at about this time, and in future we're going to be doing a live stream at some point during the week, and that live stream will be condensed down so that the audio will be heard here on Midtown Radio, and we'll do the live stream so that we can get live questions, live uh, feedback as we go. Uh, but because I, you know, I, we haven't yet set this up, so before we go live on YouTube, we just wanted to make sure that, uh, that we can fill an hour talking about yeah. such and such. Which I think we can. Uh, the premise, <laughs> the premise of this show, which I'm sure you're dying to know, uh, is uh, we are talking with people who are passionate about one or more particular things, the sorts of things that might once have got you called a nerd, but now you're a specialist. These are things that make you, uh, no, I wouldn't say make you want to get up in the morning, but certainly give you plenty to do once you're up uh, with a smile on your face. Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. All right. Well, Nathan Lee is our first guest, our experimental guest. And uh, once we've established that this, you know, premise works or doesn't work, uh, you may hear from Nathan again. We may have him back on. <laughs> okay. In a pro- right, right now, Nathan. I hope is, I pass the audition. Oh, there's no audition. Nathan is right now our, our guinea pig, our uh, canary in a coal, ma- uh, coal mine, our uh, our experimental chimp. I don't know what they still experiment <laughs> on. Sure. If we were if we were a, a cosmetics factory. Uh, Nathan would be a hapless white rabbit just waiting to. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. (laughs) That's him. So uh, Nathan Lee is uh, now you're one of the creators of, or are you the you're you're are you the original creator? Because I know there are a few of you. No, it's it was kind of a joint venture from the get go within the very. very, I mean, one of my friends kind of initiated the idea. One of my co creators, but well, well, the other two of us were on board fairly early. So, well, let's tell people what we're talking about. We're talking about legendary tactics, and our guest today, Nathan Lee, is. uh, Would you would you say a game nerd? Yeah, yeah. More specifically, a board game nerd. Okay, so these Um, are board games which we're familiar with: Monopoly, Trouble, the the board games. Yes, are are, are there more? Are there more than just? Oh those yes, ones? there are more. <laughs> a, well, Nathan, uh, Nathan has a YouTube channel that is very popular. I have to say, uh, with uh, at, at time of recording, sixteen point two thousand subscribers. Yeah, we're and, getting there. Uh, which is very no, that's very impressive. I have I I I think I have I'm I'm subscribed to my own channel and currently you know one hundred percent of my channel is tuned in right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so tell us, tell us about Legendary Tactics, the the channel, and how it got started, and what you do each week. Well, um, really, it was a COVID uh, project that was like a lot of people. There was actually a kind of a uh, a bit of a surge in YouTube channel creation at uh, the beginning of lockdown, and so we were not unique in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started out originally 
um, with uh, where one of my colleagues, co-creators decided uh, we should do a, it would be fun to do a YouTube channel. And we decided to base it on, uh, I, well, start it with a, a video game actually called the League of Legends. Okay. Now for um, those who don't know what League of Legends is, just give us a little bit of a, a taste of what yeah, League of Legends is. Yeah, well, League of Legends is a, a fairly, it's, at one point, I don't know if it still is, but at one point it was the most heavily played video game uh, online. Bigger, like, bigger, and, bigger than Frogger? Yeah, oh yeah, much bigger than Frogger. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, all right. I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word. It's a, it's a fantasy game where you, you pick a character and you have a team of uh, various other fantastical uh, characters and you face off against another team and the games are you know reasonably long they last about like 45 minutes to an hour each usually there's a lot of precision involved and mm-hmm. and so forth and you're doing this in a group with other with other people yeah so you would we would play the three of us but mm-hmm. we wouldn't necessarily be able to communicate with the other people on the team all right um it would just the three of us would collaborate and the other other players would do what they do so anyway we so we we started with that and that's uh and there was a new game that a sub game that launched with league of legend called uh team fight tactics mm-hmm. and it, it was brand new at the time march 2020 it was uh or in and around there it was quite new or relatively new so we started to to play that game now i never really was a massive fan of league of legends or team fight tactics but it was kind of you know, the, the game of the moment. So you, you, you like them enough to steal their name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's it. Yeah. That's exactly where our name came from. Uh, my, my, my colleague has a, a penchant for doing combining names in order to oh, yeah. make a, you know, a hybrid name. So we had combined league of legends with team fight tactics to come up with legendary tactics. Yeah, excellent. And not, and sound not, incredibly pretentious, but and not, you know. and not one dime of, uh, of uh, royalties has changed hands. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. So anyway, so we, we did that for a while. And I, I think my, um, you know, my one co-creator had visions of us, you know, becoming this massive channel based on our play of this game. And it really wasn't going anywhere. And I was, I was already kind of, you know, bored of the game or whatever. So I just decided, well, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do a board game. And uh, there's a lot of digital implementations of board games out there. So I mm-hmm. played a game of, of a game called Labyrinth. And uh, we put it up there and the views for us at the time, uh, it just crushed anything we were doing in the in the video game space. So, so will it give us another like upwards of 10? Well, uh, yeah, our our League of Legends videos were getting, you know, 10, 20, 50 views. And uh, this one went in and got like 200. And we're like, oh, my gosh, like a marked improvement. Yeah, it was. It was. And so I, and I found that to me, it was much more along the lines of what I like to do anyway. So I started to do a couple more and they started to really be noticeably outperforming, um, that, uh, the other stuff. And so eventually the other two guys came over to my side and, uh, we started doing it focused initially, uh, on digital versions of board games okay. and we still maintain that to some degree so for a lot of like me that would be if, for example risk you would take a game like risk you, you play the yeah. online version of it you'd play it together and do you review the game itself or or do you as as the title suggests talk tactics uh well we we want to we want to make ultimately kind of strategy guides and base mm-hmm. the channel mainly in strategy guides uh for different 
board games. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a certain demand in the, in the, among the audience for, uh, we have certain categories that we always, you know, feel that we have to do. One of them is, uh, an unboxing where if we have a physical copy of a game, we literally unbox it. Trust me, there are people that do hour long videos, unboxing. I, I, in, in preparing, games. in preparing to chat with you, Nathan, I did a modicum of research and yes, unboxing, oh, you did. <laughs> Good. unboxing, I mean, maybe two modicums, maybe like a whole, like a small nest of modicum. modicum. There you go. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I did. I started watching, you know, I've seen unboxing videos where people will, you know, unbox different things, whether they're, yep. you know, vacuum cleaners or oh, toys. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, yeah, I, and I'm, I'm told that this is a very big thing. People like to watch. Yeah. It's bizarre to me, but that's fine. People want to see it and it's not unique to the board game space. It's no, people not at like all. to watch. It's almost like people like watching, you know, when you watch your, uh, your, your friends open their birthday presents at a birthday party when you're a kid. It's well, like a maybe. similar I, I would, I would equate it more to staring out your window through the curtains as your new neighbors move in just to see what they have. <laughs> yeah, I think it's much, much more. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more voyeuristic than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, so you started doing uh So we do, yeah. yeah. So unboxing is one thing. Um, the uh, how to play. So do do a video explaining how to play, which is, which is actually uh, a huge part of um, the board game niche, or board game corner of, the, of YouTube. A lot of it, people love to watch videos that teach people them how to play a game as opposed mm-hmm. to actually reading the rule book. Oh, and it's certainly not just exclusive to video games. And th- that's primarily my first reason for YouTube is to figure out how, why what I'm doing in my real life is not working. So I'll go yes. to YouTube <laughs> yeah. and find out why I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So how to play, uh, to ha- do a playthrough so people can, you know, will watch a game, especially mm-hmm. if it's a, a, f- a good game. And, and that is more a lot of times based on the rapport and the back and forth and the, the you know the the conversation that happens over top of the I would the imagine so because you want you're looking at the personality of the person playing as much as the game itself because you become as Nathan are your own protagonist as you're going yes. through whether you're playing Link or Zelda or or Mario or whoever you're yeah. playing right you yeah. are now it's Nathan we're cheering for <laughs> not Mario yeah but it's like the Jerry Howarth or the Howard Cosell or the you know we want to be the play by play color commentators of our own game that's fun <laughs> so. that's really fun for those who for those who don't know howard cosell there's a lot to, to dislike about howard cosell but there's still a lot to really enjoy about watching yes. old howard cosell <laughs> conversations anyway that's neither here nor there yes. so, so yeah so, so you, but you know to have a play-by-play and then just some other creative kind of uh productions that we have done uh where we uh attach a narrative to a game, um, you know, turn it into, um, you know, we've got one series where we play a game, but then we tell a story, tell the story that the game actually reveals. So we don't change any of the, the dice rolls or anything that the the game itself tells a story and we just kind of bring it to life with some characters and, and so forth. So it's a bit of creative writing there. And we we just love experimenting. We're we're we we've ta- we try and take a lot of the stuff that we see uh, on YouTube that other creators are doing and just turn it on its head and do our own thing. Like for <laughs> example, see. the unboxing. Mm-hmm. We uh, we will film an uh, like an unboxing, put it into the computer, reverse the footage, and then narrate it as we as we rebox the game. 
And so the components will like fly into our hands or will, you know, uh, you know, pieces will pop back into their, their, uh, their, you know, their, uh, frames or whatever, <laughs> you know? And well, just, so, just, a, just, I just, a, I'm just thinking pro tip. If you want to just call it a boxing video, you might get a whole new audience tuning into you. Yeah. Well, we As do. We call it our reboxing. our reboxing videos. Yeah. No, but wouldn't boxing, aren't there people who already look up boxing on YouTube? I mean, they'll be horribly oh, yeah. disappointed. Oh yeah. I can see. Yeah. Just terribly boxing. Disappointed. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so tell us, tell us about your, your co-creators here. Yeah. So one of my, uh, my, uh, one of them is a friend of mine since I was five, uh, Randy. And another one is Mark, who is a newer friend. I've only known him since high school. So <laughs> he's high school. So that's like what, 20, one of my newer 25, 30 years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, I met him in, uh, the last year of, uh, really the last year of high school. And we, we played in a band together, uh, as well through late high school university, um, so we've been, we've all been friends a long time. We all, you know, play these games together and, um, yeah. And so we've been running the channel now for about two and a half years or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been a really interesting, fun experience that I never thought I would say that I'd be a YouTuber one day, but, um, but it's been a really rewarding experience overall. And, and it's something that is, we're constantly surprised by. It just keeps growing and getting better. So Well, and it, and it is an amazing thing when you think about when you stop for a moment and you think about YouTube and you think about yes. the Internet and how you can have fans. I mean, the la- even the language barrier isn't much of a barrier anymore because you've got apps like Google Translate and uh, yeah. all kinds of ways of communicating with people all around the world in a way that could never have happened even 20 years ago. Yeah. And the fact that you could be playing the same game with someone on the other side of the planet and having them ta- you know send a comment about how horrible you are and how yes. rotten and miserable and that can happen <laughs> in real time. That's an amazing thing. Yeah. You know. And we we make a point to translate all of our videos into 14 languages. That's amazing as well. So just part of it is we want to obviously get more viewer viewers and views. And if Mm. we are accessible like that, that's a good thing. But also we just love, love the idea of uh, having uh, people pop in from, you know, we get comments left in our comments section in Italian, in Korean. I have to run them through Google translate to make sure. And they're usually very complimentary and polite. And then oh, I'm I'll sure they are. I'm sure use they are. Google Translate to respond in their language and in an appropriate uh, uh, way. Hopefully it translates well. I'm not accidentally well, I, swearing at them or something. Well, I assume that they're translating it in Google Translate or some version thereof as well. So they're, they're getting... Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> well, wait, it is, there was one comment where they actually thought we were Italian because all of on their computer, because we had translated all of the titles and descriptions of the videos into Italian... Um, they thought we were Italian and, mm. and, and they made a comment on there and like, no, we're not Italian at all. So well, understandably so. I mean, you've gone to the yeah. trouble of translating when you when your actual title of the video is in a different language, naturally people are yeah. going to assume that you're, you sp- at least speak that language, whether you're Italian or not, you speak the language. Yes. Yes. But we don't <laughs> at all. <laughs> now you, obviously you started watching these videos before you started actually doing them. Yeah. Uh, what What do you find the landscape is out there for other people that are in kind of your? I don't want to say your book because you're doing. Everyone that does something is both doing something unique and doing something that ten thousand others are doing at this. You know, at the yes. same time. So what? Where? How? Where do you fit in the game community? Um, 
<clears throat> just in terms of how we differentiate ourselves? Well, how you differentiate yourself, how you relate to other gamers, because I am assuming, because gaming in particular has always been such a, online at least, a real uh, a, a chance for people to come together as everything yeah. on the internet is, but it's also seemed to be a very competitive space and a very kind of uh, sometimes vitriolic. I wouldn't suggest that anyone would have any reason to be vitriolic at you, but you, you yeah, know what I mean? Uh, I think that video games ha- are much more vitriolic. Um, in board, board gamers are really nice people for the uh. most part. They're pretty polite. It's uh, it's kind of, it's it's nice. The we we laugh at it because our community is very friendly and they're very and they they but they will be very detail oriented and sometimes if we you know make a little tiny mistake in uh, a video of uh, where we miss a rule or there's something that we do that isn't technically they they'll be sure to point that out and usually hmm. there there's going to be five to ten comments per video where they and that's noticed. Oh, at that, uh, you know, 10, 10 minutes and 12 seconds, you, you flipped over that piece, but you know what? You, you weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> and and, like so, and then you get a YouTube strike or is that what happens? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> but it's just, we know our audience and we know. So a lot of times I can't tell you how many times I've had to re-record a little bit just to make sure that I was following the rules properly because I knew I just wanted to avoid <laughs> you know, oh, that, any, that's, any flack. But, but overall, no, it's, it's, it's a very different space from the video game space, which can be very competitive, very nasty. Um, in in the board game space, it's much more supportive. the The community has been very good. We've it's it's kind of neat as well because it is a a smaller community, and so the celebrities of our community are. You know, we can we can message them and get interviews with some of the superstars of the uh, board game industry because they're not getting, you know, a lot of requests for interviews. I don't think they're, they're not behind a wall of security. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, security There's guards. no paparazzi that's chasing them down, you know, um, you know, but they're they're famous in, within the niche that we we uh, inhabit and well, so and that's kind of like it's kind of it, it's funny, funny you say that because that's kind of what what the idea of this program is. As a, as I, I'll mention again, it's we're just doing a trial today, just so yeah. everyone knows. We're just kind of just to see if the premise will work and and if Nathan and I can stand to talk to each other for an hour or so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can get through that. But uh, no, but the idea that uh, there are people within any niche that if you say their name to another fan. Well, oh yeah, it'd be like oh my, it's like a, it's Kardashian level fame, but beyond that niche, yes, uh, it, who outside of the convention hall, no one yeah. knows who they are. And I something <laughs> is really appealing to me about that, about knowing yes. that you can have an entire world of fame and and in you know uh, and still be completely anonymous. And uh, yes. I, I, I think it's amazing. Well, it is, it is, it's going to be very interesting next year. We are planning to go to Gen Con, which is uh, a a convention of board game, mainly board gaming, but uh, they do uh, other things like Dungeons and Dragons and there's people doing live action role playing. What does G-E-N or J-E-N? G-E-N. It's actually just because I did look up the history because I'm going to be doing a little video on this. It's actually started back in... um, in 1969, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the original uh, people that 
was at the first Gen Con, which was basically a few days where some people got together and played board games. Um, they actually, it's short for the Geneva Convention. <laughs> that really? was, that's what they called it. <laughs> and one of the original um, founders of Gen Con is a, a guy by the name of Gary Gygax, who created Dungeons the and Dragons. The Gary Gygax? I don't know who that is, but I, he it, created, created Dungeons and Dragons. Well, that, I mean, I'm sure in that community, that in man. In that is, community, he is. He's carried gone. in on a chair, I'm sure. He's yes, carried in yes. on a, a palaquin or a throne or something. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. But but it's just funny because it was originally called the G- Geneva Convention, I think as a joke, but yeah. it ended up catching on. And, and the real and Geneva Gen yeah. Con attracts uh, typically it's it happens in Indianapolis every yeah. every year and typically attracts around 60, 65,000 people. That's amazing. Now, did the original Geneva Convention find out and you guys go to war over this? Because <laughs> that would be, that's the height of irony, I think. But yeah, it would be. <laughs> so, but so we're interested in, in going to, to Gen Con, number one, because you might actually get a booth because, you know, just to promote ourselves a bit. But also I've seen, so they had Gen Con this year. We didn't go this year. We haven't been actually since 2016, but, um, but, there were other creators in the YouTube space that are don't have as many subscribers as we do that were put. There were all these selfies turning up on Twitter of people taking pictures with, with the Nathan Lee the creators, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I wonder if that'll be us next, uh, next year. It'd be kind it, of funny. <laughs> I have no doubt that it will be. I love your logo, by the way. Yes. Yes. Um, For those who haven't seen it, if, if you're listening, it. you obviously you can't see this, but I would encourage you to go to YouTube and watch some of Nathan's videos. I haven't, but I would suggest yes. that you go and watch, <laughs> watch some of Nathan's videos. Legendary tactics, easy to find on on YouTube and elsewhere. Yes. You're on all the you're on all the social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, and uh, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. on Facebook as well. Though it's more of a limited presence. Yeah, there, but it's a but, great, it's a great, it's a great logo. It's like a, a, a soft purple cube, circle, and inside that circle is a harder blue circle, and then like a a, a, a plated, riveted grating of sort of yes. teal, and then a giant L and T in block letters. It, it's very lovely to look. Yes, at. it's actually interesting because we we use that font from the very beginning, and we were from mainly from friends who were watching the videos or seeing our thumbnails. They're like, it's a really recognizable font. Mm-hmm. And we've kept it. And it is actually the font known as Impact, which you can get on any uh, word processor, except the, the difference is there's this little, if you do, if you use Impact in Photoshop, it has this little um, uh, kind of, a, it, it, it uh, you can layer the, the letters like that as the way it kind of stack mm-hmm. them on top of each other, which you can't do in any other application as far as we know. And it just creates this look that we settled into from day one. Hmm. And my my colleague Randy is is extremely talented with graphic design, and he does all of these. Um, you know, that's uh, that's his forte, and he does all of our thumbnails and everything. And some of them are just great. They do. He, I think he does a great job with them. And and that's where I think we've really been able to kind of play off our different skill sets and what we're good at and what we enjoy and. It creates, it create. Uh, we we like to say it creates a channel that is uh, like it's like a board game variety show. It really is. That it really is. We it's our strength. It's also our weakness because we a lot of times if you do any reading about how to start a YouTube channel, one of the things they recommend is you have to be very specific in your content. You need to be mm-hmm. very 
uh, focused and we're not we're all always focusing on board games but we're we have a wide variety of of stuff and that helps us and hurts us i think because we have different audiences that tune in they're like oh i like that game i'll watch that video and then they don't watch anything else you know and we, you know but we have enough diversity that between everyone they're always watching something so well it's 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 which i forget which of newton's laws uh or was it, is it Newton the, about inertia? It's all about inertia. Yeah. A body well, at yeah, rest momentum, tends to yeah. stay at rest. A body in motion tends to stay in motion. <laughs> if people tune yep. in at a certain time each week and you're there, they'll do that yep. till the end of time, barring yes. any, you know, inter interference in that. But as you've been doing it for two years, so you're bound to be growing and changing and you don't want to be locking yourself into a box where you're doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And we we feel like we are, we're, because we, we have friends, like I, we have a, uh, my Randy has a, a friend who has a channel with about 50,000 subscribers oh, wow. and has done uh, quite well. Um, but he has commented to, to us that one of the, the challenges is that he's very limited in what he can do because his audience is there for a specific thing. And he doesn't have a lot of leeway. If he decides to change direction, you know, he will likely lose a lot of his, uh, his audience. So he's kind of pigeonholed himself. And I don't feel we have yet. Well, Certainly. that's always that's always the trade-off. You 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 lose in you have to lose independence to gain power. Yes, and you have to, <laughs> and and it's like a, a, a speedboat can or a rowboat can change direction in a moment. A yes. battleship it takes a while. Yeah, even to slow down and then decide what direction you're going to go in. So yeah, so we we just call ourselves board game enthusiasts, and that's how we have decided to classify ourselves, at least for for now and that that kind of allows us the leeway that we need to do whatever the heck we want to do so. well and and you know what i mean hang on to that freedom as long as you can yes right yeah well, well i think it's it's very different being in this kind of a, a business like a youtuber kind of in this system when you're in your 40s versus when you're in your teens or 20s because i think you're much more uh, you know, when you're younger, you're much more op open to, you know, being affected by negative comments or, uh, you know, and, and uh, having to be trendy and all that sort of thing. We just kind of do what we do and we trust the audience will be there. If, if, if we, if we put up something that we would enjoy watching, if it mm -hmm. were us, uh, you know, looking in from the outside. Well, I think, yeah. Then I, we assume other people will as well. We just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think there are two kinds of fearlessness. There's a fearlessness that young people have, which is just go and do it. Just just yeah. get up and do it and forget the consequences, just do it. Which as you get older, that fearlessness kind of kind of sits in the background. But then there's the fear the fearlessness that develops as you age, which is what do you think about it? Who cares what you think about it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I like it. I like it. So finding that sweet spot of having the 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 nerve to do it and the nerve to not really worry so much about the results of doing it That's yes a, and, and i think fears, you know. ultimately we always really didn't have that that high sort of expectations mm -hmm. and um but we've really exceeded like even from day one i thought you know what it would be a dream uh if we could if we could get to thirty thousand subscribers that would be like a that would be a huge goal that would be something to really be like you know proud of mm-hmm and, you know, not that it isn't a great goal, but now that we're at, say, 16,000, we have a goal to get to 20,000, even, you know, by our, our third anniversary, which is coming up uh, March 3rd of next year. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if we get to 20, 25,000, you know, uh, at some point next year, it'll be like, Hey, that's great. But maybe we can do 50, you know, like the, 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 our, our vision has been stretched as what's possible and, and what we're capable of and so forth. And, and uh, your reach, your reach is always, and should always, I think, exceed your grasp. Yes. Yes. I mean, and that's no always going to be the way. If you were to get to 20,000 and say, yep, we're at 20,000. Let's make sure we don't go any further than 20,000. Let's try to get <laughs> yeah. it back down to 18,000 because we can manage that. No, of course you're going to. And it's nice to have those. It's nice to keep an eye on those benchmarks, I suppose. Yep. Uh, as well, part, of it, part of it is, too, we were observing channels that we already knew. And there's people who have been doing uh, board game reviews and so forth. And they are at like 20,000, 22,000 subscribers after 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to kind of mitigate our expectations just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've, we feel we've actually, you know, done pretty well in our, in our growth and we've got, you know, some, we feel we're offering something different. And that mm-hmm. is, you asked earlier how we feel we, we sit in the, in the space overall. We just feel that we're doing something that is, is very unique and, I know everyone says that, especially in any creative endeavor, but the reality is a lot of channels, a lot of our competition, it's someone sitting in front of a wall of board games, talking about a game, reviewing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're fine. They're, they do very well. And, and you know, the personalities is, are, come across and they, and they do a great job, but that's almost every channel. And that mm-hmm. uh, is something that we deliberately chose to avoid and we were all on the same page from day one on that, which was which was great. So we were taking things. If people tune into our channel, it's just very different from what would normally be seen on any of the, the other channels. We know our hobby pretty well. Um, and so we're able to kind of make decisions based on, okay, everyone else is doing this. So we're going to go, we're going to make a hard left turn and go that way. I th- I think a hobby is something you do when you have spare time, you know, mm-hmm. and um it can be anything from you know and and it, you I mean if you can make a living from your hobby, I mean I'm not sure what point that dynamic changes where it becomes goes from a hobby to a profession or whatever. Well, Nathan, you're um, on this show and we as when this blows up, you're going to get to 25,000. Oh, awesome. No problem. As soon as we figure <laughs> out what this show's about, <laughs> we'll no problem whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, we're listening to Nathan Lee of Legendary Tactics uh joining us here on and I wrote it down. I wrote down the title of the show. I just have to call it up here. Uh currently we're calling it the best of what's out there. The premise of this program is simply to chat with people who do something that not everyone does and does something in such a way that it makes them just filled with joy and it gives them something that they can contribute into the world and something that they're passionate about. And their passion, my hope, is that their passion will become infective and will infect anyone listening that may want to get into either. And we're kind of talking about two things. We're talking about uh, doing a YouTube series, which is one thing, but we're also talking about the gaming and getting into board games and whether yeah. you have a channel or not. I'm sure the the um, this Gen Con that you go to, I'm sure not everyone down there has their own YouTube channel. No, no, not at all. Not at all. 